What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's episode 199. Don't normally do this, but we're coming up on a milestone, Dominic. Sitting electronic, the one six feet away from me. I love to see you, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Well, Brandon, being that it's 199, I should keep it normal and just say, oh, it's it's been a tough day at work. You know, it's a hard to be, you know, the little fish in a big pond, but you know, it's, it's coming along. It's coming along, you know, uh, you know, just tired, very tired, back pain, leg pain, you know, it's hard stuff. What I do. How, how's your day, Brandon? My day's doing fine. You know, I got my, my actual real job and I got a little side hustle where I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm puppy sitting and the puppy had its worst day it's ever had today, which, you know, may or may not be falling on me because maybe I just let him go outside, run around all the time and just eat all the tomatoes he wants. But, you know, little puppy wanted to, uh, you know, piss three times in the house today and shit twice in the house today. So he was, you know, he's a very growing, healthy boy. Never mind. You you seem like you had an even worse day. Never mind. I know. I had to clean up just so many bodily functions. It was just. I, I mean, you're used to I, it, though. I step. So. I stepped in some piss, go to clean it up, go outside to throw it away. And then there's a sh- big old pile of shit. And mind you, this is like a <laughs> like a eight to ten pound, like little like he's probably not even ten pounds. He's like six to eight pounds. Yeah. And this dude like shit out a log like the size of my direct TV remote control. Yeah. Was, I mean, it was huge. Dude, when we first got Oreo, that's that's what he was doing. He was fucking he would literally pee like on the carpet and me and Mary would freak out and like clean up immediately. And we're like, all right, cool. We got it under control. Turn around. He's fucking laying a log, fucking a nice crispy loaf just right next to the door. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? So we take him outside and we're like, no, you do it out here. And he kind of gives us a look and he can like finishes off his loaf. He like pinches one little loaf off, go back inside. He does it all over again. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But yeah, apparently it's he not takes like after me. Yeah. And it's not like I didn't take him out outside. I think in total, I had him, you know, outside for maybe like an hour. He, you know, and he would go pee. He'd like maybe probably just mark his scent outside and like go pee. I was like, okay, he's fine. And then, nope, as soon as we get inside, he goes, takes a piss. And then, like, literally 10, 15 minutes later, takes another piss. Just no, stu- stupid. You, you got to shove their nose in it. Not, not like literally in it, but you got to be like, no, you don't do this here. And you take him outside, you do it here. You got to like, you know, be authoritative. I, I did. L- I like had to, I did lay the smack down on his candy ass the first time. And then okay. after like the fifth time, I was just like, so angry that I, I just kind of gave up and was like, okay. I mean, it, I think this dog's trying to make you a simp, so be careful. No simps. No simps on this podcast right now. Maybe later on. Because Dominic may or may not have to step away in the middle of the podcast to have some din-din. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a hardworking man getting off at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going not gonna to say anything. But uh, anyways, let's just move right along. Let's get on into... Yeah, the- don't mention any other podcasts. That's what I've been told. Let's move on into the Major League baseball, baseball standings. Uh, starting off in the American League East, we got those Tampa Bay Rays standing atop the East, four and a half games up on the Boston or on yeah on the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Rays seven and three in their last ten, while the Red Sox are four and six in their last ten. Uh, we got the Yankees and the Blue Jays both kind of hovering around uh, sixty three fifty two to sixty two fifty two. 
So they're just kind of right there. We'll talk about the Yankees game uh, when we get to the AL Central in a little bit, Dominic. Uh, then the Baltimore Orioles down there all the way at the bottom. My uh, They got my favorite winning percentage, 0.333, because you, you know your boy loves some threes. He is. They are behind 31 and a half games, 27 behind in the wild card. So there's still a chance. There's two more months left or a month and three quarters left in the season. So maybe the wild cards in play for the for the Orioles, right? I mean, do you want to be optimistic or pessimistic today? Well, they're not eliminated yet, so you, you never know. Just they are the only team in baseball that wins while everybody else loses, even though it's not exactly what you're saying mathematically is mathematically possible. If we keep counting them out with our luck, they're going to bounce back and be in the wild card. Is what you're saying, right? Exactly. That's exactly what so, I'm saying. Baltimore is not going to make it because they suck balls. Exactly. Anything uh, on the division? I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Tampa Bay fucking just been killing it lately. Boston's been, I mean, literally, if you you think about it, it's the opposite. Boston has been just, I mean, they've been playing fine, but they just can't get, you know, a good solid nine innings together and where Tampa Bay has been doing it. So, I mean. They're, they're, really, yeah, they're, it, really. they're really hoping that Chris Sale can come back and maybe kind of give them the shot on the arm that they really need. They're, they're falling behind. Uh, they are the second wildcard team at the moment. And so, you know, two and a half, three games back for the Yankees in Toronto. That's behind the Red Sox right now just to get into the wildcard. So, I mean, I said I, I, I mean, I had the Yankees making the pennant, winning the pennant. I have the, the Toronto Blue Jays being a decent second half team. So I got faith that both these teams could overtake the Red Sox. I mean, I also was the one that said the Red Sox weren't going to be that bad. Didn't think they were going to be this good, but at the moment they're kind of falling back down to earth. What do you see them at Dominic? I see everybody staying where they're at. Honestly, I I don't really think, uh, I don't think there's gonna be much movement the rest of the year. I think this is going to be our, our final, you know, final standings going into playoffs. Then moving on over to the American League Central, same old shit. White Sox, 11 games up on the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Detroit, Dominic's Detroit Tigers, uh, 12 games back, Twins and Kansas City. Kansas City all the way in last place. Absolutely hate to see it. But uh, we're just going to talk about the Field of Dreams game that happened yesterday, the White Sox and the Yankees. Beautiful scenery, cornfields out in the outfield. There was eight home runs in totals. In total, blast it out to the corn and just a fantastic game. I mean, you can't really ask for much more. The Yankees come back. Liam Hendricks blows it, but then the White Sox come back. Tim Anderson hits an absolute bomb, Oppo Taco, and he's pimping it. It's, I mean, fireworks going off, beautiful scenery, Dominic. I mean, not saying this saved. This is going to save baseball by any means, but this was this was good for ball, right? 100%. The only thing is for me, are you going to do this every year or is this going to be just every once in a while, kind of like a spur of the moment, like, Hey, ratings are kind of down. Let's put a couple teams, marquee names, you know, out there, or is it just going to be kind of like, you know, every year it's kind of, it's going to lose its luster. You know what I mean? Well, Mr. Rob Manford did say that he's, I don't know if he confirmed it, but he said he wants to do it again next year. And I'm very excited to see what happens. Maybe do the other Chicago's team. You have the Cubs take on, I mean, I don't know if they want to, you know, keep it the exact same where it's an interleague matchup, but I thought it was fantastic. I kind of wish they would do the entire series, but I kind of know for like financial and logistical reasons, just doing like a one-off does make sense. I, it was definitely a lot more spectacular than when they do like the little league world series 
just because it looks different. I mean, it just looks like they're playing in a minor league ballpark. But when they, I do enjoy kind of these one-off little series, you know, home away from home type things they've done. I believe they went to Puerto Rico. They went to Cuba, something like that. You know, they, and those at that, that it's not, you know, it's, it's a baseball field, but just the atmosphere is just so much better. They do Japan every now and then they just go over there for opening day. So I'm always a big fan of just kind of switching it up. And that's, you know, I don't know who's out there who's going to kill me for this, but you know, you as big of a baseball fan I am, I've never seen Field of Dreams, but I still appreciate the greatness, the beauty of everything. And you know, I did see it on the cock today when I was watching NXT that Field of Dreams is on the cock, so I might have to go watch that now. Great, you just doomed this podcast because you haven't seen Field of Dreams. Great. Well, if we, I mean, we talked about it, I think last week or the week before. We, you know, we play video games now every Saturday. I thought we talked. I thought we were talking about Angels in the Outfield. No, but I think I said, oh, don't kill me, Tyler. Oh. And I said that I haven't watched Field of Dreams, and this is the exact same thing. Not, you know, not saying the other person on that, you know, not saying his brother has seen it, but, you know, it's whatever. It's fun. Don't kill me. Sandlot, way better movie anyways. I yes. want them to play at the Sandlot next year. Yes, that would be cool. Even though I don't even know what you can. I don't even know where the Sandlot is, but shout out to uh, MLB The Show 21. I got, you know, I'm such a big boy now. I got a PlayStation 5. I can play at the Sandlot. It's so cool. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. Let's move on to uh, I know. the West. No one cares. Let's move on over to, to the West. We got the uh, Houston Astros still leading in the West, but they're holding on by a thread. They got a 68-46 record. They are a game and a half up on the Oakland Athletics. They are the number one seed. For the wild card, they hold a one and a half game lead over the Red Sox. The uh, Astros are four and six in the last 10 A's eight and two in their last 10. They are on an eight game win streak at the moment uh, at, at the exact same at this exact moment. They're losing to the Rangers. We're winning than losing, but uh, A's playing phenomenal baseball within the last week, put an absolute drumming on the Indians yesterday, 17 to zero. I didn't want to press the panic button last week, but they were not playing up to par. They kind of turned it on. Starling Marte has been fantastic. And the, I mean, this is just kind of the ebbs and flows of the A's. They're just a streaky team, and it, I'm just hoping that they are on the right side of a streak as they get into October. Well, I mean, I think that's something we talked about was with Ramon getting suspended. It was like, you know, do we really need to start freaking out? You know, Marte's trade is a really big deal now, blah, 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 blah. But I told you, Ramon isn't the the that that critical, crucial piece that if he's not there, we're losing. So this this series with the Indians was, was a prime example of we don't need him. Now, I'm not trying to say we don't need him. We definitely need him. He he's a great he has a great arm. He can bat. He can run. He can do a bunch of things. But you know it shows you that we don't need him. We have the the A's have a, a, such a plethora of talent and and uh, people can play multiple positions and you know it shows that you know they the A's can do it. Now will they is a different question. I don't know what you mean by will they or won't they do it. I mean, the Astros, I, the Astros, they had a phenomenal stretch. They've kind of fallen off a little bit. Alex Bregman's been hurt for a majority of the season. So, you know, in theory, he'll come back and he'll give them a boost. But, I mean, I, I really liked what the A's have been doing this year. I was a lot more positive than maybe some other people on the A's prospects. But uh, the bullpen has held up. I mean, they had a phenomenal game picking up Sean Benai on Tuesday. I think they threw like eight and a third, like scoreless innings, and the A's were able to come back in extras. So really everything right now is, you know, checking off. Maybe you wish the starters could, you know, maybe be a little bit better every every start. But 
coming into the season, the starters were kind of the weak point of the team. I think they've done a phenomenal job as well. Uh, we got the Seattle Mariners. They're just kind of hanging around. They're five and five in the last 10, uh, 61 and 55. So, I mean, they're having like a, a decent to pretty good season compared to, I think, what people thought they were going to have. I think people probably expected this to be more where the Los Angeles Angels were going to be. I mean, even better than that because some, some people actually thought they're going to win the division. I don't know why they would think that because. Uh, it's, it's whatever, but uh, the angels 58 and 58 and the uh, Texas Rangers down there at the bottom is, I don't want to say it's over for the Mariners, but you know, still month and some change left in the season. Maybe the, uh, the East team get a little cold and the, the Mariners can sneak in. I mean, do you want the Mariners sneaking? I mean, I don't really care. I mean, the Mariners haven't won a playoff game in like 20 years. So yeah, I mean, when yeah. when Seattle is good, which they really are, it's a fun little atmosphere. So I ain't got no, I got nothing against Seattle. I don't hate them. I feel bad for them, but I would obviously want the A's to win something for the Mariners too. Okay, then moving on to the National League East. Brandon, do we have a tie? Oh my God, Dominic, we do have a tie. We have the New York Metropolitans and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, they are kind of tied the Mets technically have like a half or like a percentage point over them but uh, for all shits and giggles the Mets and Phillies are tied at the moment and Atlanta they actually held first place for a, for a cup of coffee this week they're a half game back of both of those teams it's a uh, kind of a dog shit division I mean all these teams are like four three games over 500 but they're a dog shit division they're all just kind of in the same boat I mean, Philly, big, big. I think they swept the Mets over the weekend, but then, you know, taking a little bit of a step back during the week. Atlanta, cup of coffee, as I said. The Mets, I mean, Javi Baez going down. They're kind of, I would say, out of the three, they're in the worst position, but they did start ahead of everyone. So that's why they're kind of in this spot to begin with. They have, well, they have won their last three. So maybe they're turning things around down. So the, the, the question I have is you have the Mets, Philly, and, and Atlanta. Out of the three, who are you putting faith in right now to put to basically win the division? The most faith I would probably, well, I think all of them are just so completely different because if DeGrom was healthy, I would put it in the Mets. But right now it came out that DeGrom has a setback. He's going to be gone for another two weeks. And, you know, Javi and Francisco Lindor, neither one of them have been really producing thus far. And I was hoping that Baez was going to be kind of able to lift, you know, the spirits of Frankie, maybe get him, get him going a little bit, but both of them are hurt at the moment. So you can't really play. can't really do well if you're not playing. Uh, Philly bullpen, I think is still an issue, but I do like their, uh, their lineup Atlanta, you know, they've got some key injuries going down, you know, Soroka, Acuna and Azuna, you know, doing his thing over there. But, uh, if I had to pick one, I think I'm going to go with the Phillies just because they have the best player out of all of them. I 100% My boy Bryce Harper. I don't agree with Bryce Harper. I mean, I'll give him that he's, he's fucking turning it on, but I, I agree. I think Philly out of the three right now, it would be my, my pick. So if Bryce Harper is not the best player out of those three, then who is? 
You, Brandon, you're the best. Oh, you're so nice, Dominic. Then moving on over to the National League Central, the Milwaukee Brewers are holding a seven and a half game lead over Mr. X is Reds, but both teams playing quite well. Uh, Brewers and Reds both seven and three in the last 10 with the Brewers four winnings on a four game winning streak and the Reds on a two game winning streak. So, I mean, top of the division is playing well, but it was just kind of that one little stretch where the Reds were doing not very good. The Brewers did really good and they just kind of, you know, grew the lead and now the Reds are playing catch up, but they are three games back of the Padres in the wild card. So, uh, you know, now we thought maybe they just have to look at the central, but now things have kind of switched to where the Reds have a legitimate possibility at sneaking in to the wild card. I mean, part of me, part of me wants the Reds to get in the wild card. But the other part of me is kind of like, wouldn't it just taste so much better to win the pennant to be the division champion? So it's like, come on, just just win your division, kick some ass, don't take no for an answer. But I mean, I think realistically, right now being three games behind, I think that's more realistic. So I think, uh, you know, don't don't count them out just yet. Don't get the red schedule in front of me, but I would assume they're going to play the Milwaukee Brewers a few times, and maybe they can uh, put a dent into there uh the cardinals you know they they ain't doing too bad uh 58 and 56 so they're above 500 good for them uh, maybe they get like really hot they could maybe sneak into the wild card they're six and a half games back but yeah you never know and then the old cubbies in the in the pirates down there in the cellar 14 games back at 24 games back just absolutely hate to see it then moving on over to the national league west those san francisco giants they're just still doing their thing they uh, were the first team to get to 70 wins, and now they got 74 wins. The I, I think we're just going to keep saying this every other week. They're the first team to get to this milestone. Uh, the Giants, 74 and 41, holding a five-game lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers. The, a lot of contracts coming due for the Giants at the end of the year, and they locked up one of them. They signed Brandon Crawford to a two-year extension. Dominic, as a recovering Giants fan, I would assume, you know, Crawford was kind of one of those guys. He's played well enough to deserve this contract, uh, but maybe looking at the other guys like Cueto, Belt, Posey, I think Longo's also up as well or something like that. So, you know, a lot of aging veterans, but they've been playing well. And Crawford is one of those guys to get the contract. First one to get the contract. I think Crawford very well deserving. Um, I I would hope that maybe after, depending after the two years, if he's still playing at high caliber, I, I think you, I'm not going to say lock him up, but I mean, I would definitely keep, I would keep him as long as possible. Now, when you get towards like belt Posey, um, even Longo, I mean, don't get me wrong. Buster Posey is no matter where he goes in life, he's going to be known for his time in San Francisco. Um, so I, 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 and don't and unless they're going to start slowly transitioning him from catcher to first and really just make him the permanent first baseman, I don't really see him catching all that much anymore. Um, I know he has all the, the the injuries and and maybe he's still a decent catcher, but I think he'd be better off at first getting rid of Belt Longo. I mean, I'll take Longo, but if Bryant wants to stay, I'll take Bryant. So it's kind of you know you got to see what the offseason brings. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Belt or Belt would be the one I would I would give the boot to. Cueto, 
probably the same as well. I forget if it's a uh, Discofani or uh, Gossman whose contract is coming up, but he might be a little too rich for, uh, for the giants liking. So that's going to be something to, uh, to watch out for, but Posey and Crawford, I think they played well enough to deserve a contract as long as they're, I mean, as long Posey isn't asking for too, too much, but he, just, he seems like the kind of guy who would not exactly give them the hometown get discount, but would give them a fair offer and, you know, they can uh, work something out in the future. Then we got the, uh, the Doyers, as I said, they are five games behind the Giants, seven and three in their last 10. So they're playing, they're playing decent in the uh, last week. They hold a four game lead over the San Diego Padres who are 66 and 51, you know, really good record. But as we said, Reds kind of nipping at their heels to still just kind of going down, you know, still out. There's video of him, you know, shagging some fly balls, maybe moving him to the outfield. Maybe he has to go down for season long surgery because, you know, the shoulder issue might be, you know, so recurring that you just want to nip it in the butt here while he's in his early 20s. You don't got to worry about it for the rest of his career. Is it time to maybe push the panic button or at least, you know, pull your hand out of the pocket? Dude, it's it. You have a legitimate chance with Tatis. Yeah, you're not you're not you're not top of the division. Getting in the wild card and you know, see how far you can go. Now, if you're looking longevity wise, I would say squash it, get the surgery, you're done. Who gives a fuck about the wild card? Who gives a fuck about anything else? Just you know, you want the guy you just signed to a fucking massive lucrative deer deal. Like you want you want him to be how long how many years was it was like eight nine years something crazy like that i believe it was in the uh, double digits yeah see i don't even fucking know but you know you you really want him to fucking really fuck up his arm no i i so i think realistically surgery get it over with get out of the way because you don't want him getting hurt even worse during the playoffs if you even make it that far you might lose the wild card game like the a's do every year so it's just I think you just get the surgery and say, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, even looking at like the beginning of this season with, uh, which McCall with sunshine being out, he's gone down to Tommy John. I think that the Padres are always kind of like, yeah, we're, we're going to be good this year, maybe contend for the division, but we're really looking at next year. Obviously they didn't think the giants were going to be as good as they were. So I just kind of threw a wrench to the whole situation, but you know, I'm never the one to say pack it up and, you know, do it for next season, especially when you have a playoff spot in hand right now. And they're what three games up. So they got a, you know, a decent to comfortable size lead, right now but uh i i agree you know if push comes to shove if it really makes a difference to where tease will get this well i mean I, I i mean i'm not a doctor i just play one on a podcast to where if he were to injure it again maybe he goes down for like six months and you're gonna miss like a couple months at the beginning of the season it's just you know it's all risk reward i think Tatis is just so talented he's still the front runner for the nl mvp despite missing like i mean like a month in total or month more than month more than a month of complete playing time. So that just kind of shows you how special a season he's having right now. Uh, then uh, Colorado and Arizona there, they're there uh, moving on over to the NFL. We actually have some NFL news. We got some slate. We got a full slate of preseason games this weekend after the uh, hall of fame game kind of, you know, whetted our appetite for football, but uh, we do have some actual real news to talk about some quarterback news. We forgot to talk about this last week, but the, uh, Bills did sign Josh Allen to an extension. He's going to be signed for the next six years, a six year extension through 2022. I believe he's, you know, one of the highest, if not the highest paid uh, player at the moment. Wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. 
he signed a six year extension mm-hmm. till 2022. 2028. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Sorry, you know, I'm drunk. Anyways, I'm not going to say it's too soon because he's a hell of a ball player, Dominic, but uh, good for him. Nothing to really complain about you. I mean, you never know. You know, there's always an injury, but I mean, uh, the, he, the only he's thing one that of the top to mind tier is, players in the league. The only thing that comes to mind is the Raiders and Derek Carr. Damn, great season. Boom, we're going to sign you to a massive extension. Boom, breaks his leg. It's like, as long as he, no injuries, and he just keeps doing what he's been doing, it's worth it. The second he goes down and he starts pulling a Derek Carr and he starts fucking it all up, get rid of his ass. Don't fucking do what the Raiders did and fucking stick with their guy because it's not worth it. Derek Carr said he wants to play till he's 45. He wants to be the next Tom Brady. Well, how about you fucking start winning some championships, you piece of shit? There it is. Uh, more quarterback news. We had the debut of Hard Knocks this week on HBO featuring America's team the Dallas Cowboys and uh, Dak is back. Dak is working out, hasn't played very limited. And we're obviously all kind of worried about his ankle come into the season, but now he's got a shoulder issue. Uh, it didn't seem very, it didn't seem like a big, big deal. Just kind of some minor, some minor strains or whatever, just kind of holding him back. You know, don't want to rush into it too much, but then he went in for a second MRI, which if, you know, after the first one, you kind of diagnose it. Okay, then you can say he's he could be gone for a little bit, but then we go for a second one. That's when I think it's kind of worse, maybe though if they will downplay it and say it's not that big of a deal. Big deal, little deal, no deal, Dominic. Deal or no deal, Howie. Um gonna go deal. I think uh okay. You you my honest opinion is that I think maybe he fucking is realizing how much he's fucking sucks. And he wants to start, oh, my shoulder. Oh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I've been sitting on the couch for six years. You know, uh, Fuck you, Dak Prescott. But my analyst side is saying that, yes, he has a serious condition and he needs to get operated on. So, you know, make it quick so you can come back and lead your team to the Super Bowl. I don't think the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. But, yes, if we go back in time, Dominic did say that Dak Prescott was going to get benched sometime this season. For poor play, not for health. But if we can dive into this a little deeper, Dominic, why do you hate Dak Prescott so much? I don't know. I think he's just way overhyped. I mean, he was on pace to throw for 7,000 yards last year before his ankle exploded. Thing is, you know, his ankle exploded. So, you know, sucks for him. He ain't he ain't that guy. All right. Oh, okay. That's like the third week in a row you said that, Dominic. Just going to run that into the ground. Is it Dinton time I heard the door open? yeah i literally she just handed me food oh my gosh so this should we hit the pause button because you know this is a heavy dominic talking segment because we're done with the sports so now we go into the fan mail segment what what is on the what's on uh what's on top today dominic what's for din din uh i don't want to talk about it because it's none of your fucking business Wow, you know, I had some steak, some noodles, broccoli. I made him something delicious. Oh, okay. What? Well, what is it? What? What is it that is so delicious? It's nanya. Oh, it's nanya. Dang, you know, I haven't really heard of it. Is that like a? Is that a Mexican dish? Yeah, it's Mexican and tastes so good. Maybe you should try it sometime. Mm. You know, I don't get off. I didn't get an offer. It's fine. Not a, not mad. Anyways, we can keep going. I mean, it's not like it's like 
something that I have to like, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, it's not, I, I can, I can still do it. Well, Dominic, we're done with sports. So now that means we got to head on over to the fan mail segment, otherwise known as Mr. X. Questions of the week. Bum, bum. So, yes, we do have. And friends, Dominic, do uh, they are sports related, kind of. So let's we get, just get it out of the way. OK, yeah, we'll, we'll get those out of the way so Dominic can scarf down his nunya. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, we're first going to go to the Instagram. Uh, we posted it every Friday on the Instagram. If you're not following us, Curveballs and CS on Twitter and the Instagram. We have one response to our weekly call to action. And if you, you saw it, you follow us, you saw on the picture, it said stingers up, baby, which is a call to Sac State. Because as we talked about last week, Big Daddy's moving. He's going. <laughs> oh, wait, we're, we're, we're sad. Hang on. <clears throat> I'm so holy sad. So, so, uh. We, we get we just got one response, which is fine. Well, well, we have another response from another different outlet. But uh, Joshua, Josh, my, lip, my lips quivering, Joshua underscore Guma 15 asks, are going <clears throat> verbatim, are going to be sad that your little brother is leaving the bird nest? Well, I mean, pronouns, pal. I don't know who's your, who your is. I mean, Dominic, do you? I know you're the youngest, so yeah. you don't have any younger brothers that you um, that you know of. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know if I have any younger brothers, but your, I mean, your dad hasn't adopted anybody up in up in Washington or I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, like I remember, like I used to be like, oh, we're, oh no, it's cousins. Never mind. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I, he, he might be mentioned. He's talking about you. Oh, I. I mean. I think I do have a younger brother, and his name is Joshua. And he did actually wear 15 when uh, he played baseball back in the day. That's kind of crazy. Uh, coincidences. But he is going to Sac State tomorrow. So he's, uh, he's going to be a big boy. He's going to be moving out. He's going to have, I think, three three roommates, which is going to be an interesting experience because, you know, sometimes he's not the most cleanliest person in the world, but he's going to be moving in with other college-age men, boys. So maybe they're not the cleanest person He's going to be either. drowning in poon. Oh, he is going to be drowning in the poon. So uh, tomorrow I will be going to Sacramento to help move him in, even though they have movers already and he's not taking that much stuff. So it shouldn't it, be that. He's, he's going to be like, he wants you my, my Dragon Ball collection. She's going to be like, oh, I'm so wet. He is taking four Funko Pops. I don't have the, I don't remember them in front of me, but I know one's Post Malone and I'm, we'll just say the other three are some anime, some anime things because they probably are. But yes, it's emotional. It's more just for the emotional support. The one last hurrah, even though he's not going away, he's not dying. He's only two hours away from here, so it's not like yeah, I mean, I'll, pro- I'll probably see him in a couple weeks because may or may not have uh, you know a golfing excursion lined up. But cool, cool, cool. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. So you know, like going out there, not really paying for anything, having mommy and daddy pay for stuff. I mean, you know, good yeah. for him. He's such a big boy now. Yeah. So how about you do the next question while I go get something real quick? Okay. All right. So, yes, we had, do have another question for, and uh, instead of, I, I don't know why this person sent it in via text message when they know every single Sunday, every single Friday we we do this, we do this call to action. And yes, Tygundy twenty seven did see our story on the Instagram, but instead of sending it via Instagram where it's all nicely compacted into one little place, 
he texts us or texts me, not even Dominic. We have a group chat together. He didn't even have the decency to send it to Dominic. I mean, what an asshole. But <clears throat> question for the pod, colon. With Chris Davis, that's Chris with a C, not Chris with a K, because Crush Davis is back in Oakland, baby. Why? Don't exactly know why, but uh, he's going to be back, and I think he's playing like Arizona ball, so maybe Chris Davis can fill in if someone goes down and for 10 days he hits like 247 and hits two home runs. That's really what I can ask for from Chris Davis. But yes, uh, Chris Davis with a C uh, from the Baltimore Orioles. He announced his retirement, and he's still owed a big bag. He signed a a big, big contract a few years ago and he's still owed signed deferred. So he's kind of going to be the next Bobby Bonilla, but Ty Gundy asked with Chris Davis retiring, still being owed from his big contract. What is the worst MLB contract y'all can think of besides Bobby Bonilla, of course. So happy Bobby Bonilla day that happened a a couple weeks ago. But uh, so I do have like a list in front of me that I looked up on the internet, but the one that kind of came to mind was the Albert Pujols deal. That's really the first one that kind of came to mind. And um, I mean, unfortunately, the Angels got out of it. I mm-hmm. don't say got out of it, but they you know, gave him the boot. They cut him. And it seems like they might be in another situation to where they gave a, a big contract to, an, to a kind of over-the-hill aging veteran, even though Rendon's, I believe, maybe a little bit younger. Yeah. I don't know what Pujols was when he signed that contract. But uh, Pujols, if I can, I think I have it in front of me. If I could sign it, well, if we go back in time, that Chris Davis deal was worth seven years, $161 million. That's a, that's a lot of chunk of change right there. There's just so many bad deals. Here we go. Our post, 10 years, $240 million. So if you take mine, I'll fucking smack you in the penis. Well, I'm not going to take yours because I just said that's the first one I think of. And then I'll oh, rattle okay. off some on this list. So, Dominic, uh, when you hear when you uh, heard the question, what's uh, what came to mind? Any, you know, did you have multiple? Did you just one that really stood out? Well, I did a little research because I don't you know, my uh, my memories don't really suit me too well. But the one that came up was Josh Hamilton, five years, 125 million when he was on the Los Angeles Angels. Matt Trout, Angels. Albert Pujols. You know, he uh, he did great the season before the Rangers. He was just drizzling shit, got hurt the first season, relapsed on the drugs and hasn't been seen since. So good job, Josh Hamilton. I mean, he has been seen since doing some uh, some child endangerment things. And uh, we're not going to talk about that. So, yes, yeah, exactly. But uh, so uh, any other names you'd like to bring up before I kind of rattle off some of these bad Yo, contracts? Cespedes got the got a decent bag and uh, fucking just dipped out. Played a couple years and then last season he was like, Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm gonna head out in the middle of a game. And we haven't seen him since. Kind of wish he wish he did come back to the A's. I don't know exactly what he's asking for, but I said Chris Davis is back. I kind of hope maybe Cespedes would have came back, even though I don't think he's taking Chris Davis money. Oh, I didn't know I didn't know you're shooting at me. Um I, yeah, I probably would have taken Cespedes, Cespedes over Davis just because Cespedes could play. A position unlike Chris Davis. So and Cespedes means more to the uh, Oakland fan base and Davis doesn't. People love Davis, but they love Cespedes way, way more. And still eating. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna rattle off some names. Go ahead, you do see. you boo. Speaking of Bobby Bonilla, not to be confused with Josh Bonilla, right, Dominic? Uh Jason Bay signed a four-year sixty-six million dollars with the Mets. Just kind of forgot about that. Uh Miggy still paying him off. I mean, very similar to the Albert Pujols deal, eight years, 248 
million dollars. Uh, Cespedes, Dominic talked about the Carl Crawford deal, seven years, 142, signing him away from the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That one, uh, no, no bueno. Jacoby Ellsbury, seven years, 153 million. I think people, I mean, I think people know and remember that he played for the Yankees, but I don't think anyone can really remember a, a good time that he played for the Yankees. Prince Fielder, nine years, 214 million. I mean, he had some some decent years those first couple years with uh, the Tigers, but it's almost kind of like Pujols to where, you know, you kind of signed him for a couple good, good years, and then he just kind of fell off a cliff uh, after that. Let's see. Uh, Jason Hayward, eight years, 184. I believe they're still paying that one off right now. Hate to see it. Uh, Ryan Howard, five years, 125. I mean, that dude was an absolute beast back in the day. One of the best, if not, if not the best hitter at the time. Well, Miggy was crushing it at the time but i mean ryan howard i think is one of the guys that people kind of forget about uh joe mauer eight years 184 kind of a, a respect hometown deal and then uh a rod 10 years 252 and that was in texas and then they just kind of said okay yeah a rod we don't want to deal with your bullshit anymore so we're just going to trade to the yankees and then the one that uh, rocket loves shout out jared carabas pablo sandoval five years 95 million dollars he did such great work with the giants and then he just didn't do shit in Boston. He was even fatter than he normally is. And then he goes back to the Giants and he plays for the Braves and he does decent. So I ju- I don't know what's in the water or in the, you know, in the seafood over there in the clam chowder in Boston. But apparently it's, you know, we already know San Francisco clam chowder is just elite compared to Boston clam chowder. So that's that's really why Pablo Sandoval just wasn't doing the thing in Boston. Right, Dominic? Right. I mean. You know, well, actually, I never had San Francisco clam chowder, so I don't, I don't know these things. Wow, how have you not had San Francisco clam chowder, Dominic? Uh, I, I mean, I got, I threw up on it once. Not, not San Francisco clam chowder, but I threw up eating clam chowder runs once, and it just, I can never eat it ever again. Okay, uh, then, well, I'm gonna put this one out as the last one because apparently Dominic is gonna defend this contract. Barry Zito. Moving across the bay, eight years, $126 million. I think this one is also remembered as one. Of, it's not as high of a deal compared to some of the other ones. But, I mean, whew, he went from being one of the best pitchers in the league, Cy Young Award winner, and just absolutely fell off a cliff in San Francisco. I mean, okay, okay. You say I'm going to sit there and defend it and be like, oh, no, he was worth it. So, yeah, he was dog shit most of those years, if not all of them. But at least – he did something that helped them win a world series. He got that critical win, I think in 2014. So if it wasn't for him, maybe the Jets don't win. And that was worth $126 million and handcuffed you for the middle to late part of 2010 of 2000s. It's not my money. I don't give a shit. Okay. Okay, Dominic, are you uh, done with your none yet, or should I keep rambling on contracts? No, I I, I just finished up, so we're okay, good. Okay. Good job. Uh, good job with your none How was a uh, final re- food review on the none oh, Fuck. Uh, fuck. Ten stars, baby. It's fucking amazing. Ten stars out of five, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. Moving on over. That is it for the and friends portion. So I guess uh, we gotta go to the Mister X portion of the podcast. I mean. I don't have to do the jingle again, do I? You don't have to do the jingle again, Dominic. Just... Oh, no, I don't have to. Okay. All right. Well, jumping right into it. We're going head first. We don't give a shit. That's only two feet deep. We go head first still. Just talking about this the other day. When I went to the Dominican, 
I was doing some Ironman competition or whatever it is. And this late, I don't know if I tell this on the podcast before Dominic, but the gimmick was, it was like a, like a little pool. And it was like three feet of water and you like jump in it and you swim across and swim back and do jumping jacks and drink a beer or something. This lady who was like really drunk jumps headfirst into three feet of water, literally busts her face open. She's bleeding from the nose and she comes out like a, a graceful swan with a bloody nose and her tit was out. She was, you know, she was doing it, girl. Shout out. So, I mean, that's why I go to the all inclusive resorts. What, what, what was she a dime piece before or after the, the fucking of the face? Uh, she, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll give her like an eight. She was, uh, but she was visibly wrecked. So that kind of okay. does knock her down a little bit. Gotcha. 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 Anyways, going to Mr. X's, not Mr. Brandon or Mr. Tanguma or Mr. T or whatever your name is, is Mr. X's time. So let him shine. Okay. Right. Like a diamond. Greetings, earthlings. You know, I will, I will say Yo. that every week he, he, he hits us with a different, uh, you know, a different greeting and I kind of dig it. So, so once it repeats, we just have to end the podcast. Yeah, probably. We'll have to kill the segment. Probably. <laughs> Hello, Jesus Christ! You you do know I'm on Mr. X's questions. It's like the critical segment, right? And you can't be ripping burps like that, okay? Yeah, Oreo. Jeez, Oreo, dick. Anyways, the Field of Dreams game was fun to watch, especially since it took place on the site just a hundred yards away from the actual field that the movie was on. Field of Dreams, along with The Natural and The Sandlot, are those movies I saw as a kid that always made baseball films special. Also, not ashamed to admit that I that I like many others get a little misty at the end of Field of Dreams when he asked to have a catch with his dad. Brandon, someone who you know didn't grow up with a dad. How do you feel? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I had a father. You know, I'm just a son. <laughs> I'm a child of divorce. Okay, as Dominic having his perfect little white family wouldn't know anything. You know, he wouldn't know anything about. Whoa, 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 whoa! Why got to put white family? You fucking racist. I mean, am I wrong? You I are, mean, Mary thought my dad was Mexican when she first met him. So I mean, it's beautiful fine. white family, Dominic. I know. Apparently, my dad's Mexican, according to Mary. So it's fine. Anyways, my father. Oh, studio audience, sorry. My, my father was, you know, fantastic baseball coach. You know, Coach Mike. Shout out, Coach Mike. You know, we we would be in the front yard. He tossed me popcorn kernels, and I'd hit it with the bat. So you know, all you kids out there trying to learn how to hit dingers, you know. Great hand-eye coordination, hitting some popcorn kernels, Dominic. And how many home runs are dead uh, in my career? Yes, uh, maybe like five or six. How many home runs do you have, Dominic? You bullshit. I want proof that you actually hit fucking five or six. Uh, well, five of them were inside the Parkers. Which okay, mean, I mean over the fence. You okay. said dingers. You said okay. dingers, bro. Okay, but when I mean over, I mean inside the park. I'm not saying I hit one off the pole and it like bounces around and little Timmy can't pick it up and I score from home on some little league bullshit. It was an absolute piss missile into right field. I tripped over first base and I still made it all the way around before the ball even got into the plate. I don't care if it was 20 miles an hour blown out to right field. It was still an absolute bomb. And I don't know if Travis was on the team or not. He can confirm this. But that was a bomb. And if we're talking about over the fence, I did hit one in Mexican League off a 16-year-old. But it was still a bomb. So, I mean, have I hit one over the fence? No. I hit one over uh, on the top of the fence. It just didn't go over. 
So, you know, so what you're saying is I have more career home runs either way more than you. I mean, at least I didn't get cut from the high school team like a bitch. I mean, yeah, I went there, bitch. I mean, it's fine. I went there. You know, it's just all politics. I mean, they already had their team picked out before we even stepped on the field, man. Yeah, this you is some part of bullshit. It. And you know, I should I should have listened to Miller, man. I should have just joined the wrestling team and get me in great cardiovascular shape, yep. man. And then, man, I could play baseball and then get cut from there, man. Because it's just all politics, man. Should have done wrestling because I would have beat the fuck out of you. You know what, Don? You know what, Donna, You've been talking down to me this past week about how my hand-to-hand combat skills <laughs> are not elite in our little friend here, our little friend group here. I would absolutely dog all of you, except for the studio audience, of course, because she beat the shit out of me. Uh, Brandon, we're gonna have and- to set up some like pride type, you know, K one fucking tournament or something. In the words of John Cena, you want some, come get some. I mean, you're supposed to have some boxing match with some other fucking some entity that we're not going to talk about. Because you know, we're, we're not allowed to talk but about if you, podcasts. if you are going to pussy out of that or if they're going to pussy out of that. You know, yeah, I, 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 let's put it on them that they're going to pussy out because I mean, I know I can wreck someone's shit, dog. I will step into the backyard, the front yard. I don't care what it is. And I, I will destroy you. Is this is gonna be the end of our podcast because fucking one of us is gonna get that is episode two hundred. We're gonna we're gonna put a pay per view up on fight. So next week, Dominic and I are gonna fight, and then that's the end of the podcast because pay-per-view one of us is gonna be gonna... uh, sixty five ninety nine. But I order. mean, I I mean, we would fight, but I've heard Dominic has too many concussions, and I don't think he can uh, step in the ring with me. He talks to him clear. No, I'll probably get hit, and then I'll fucking get concussed, and I don't know what's going on. I'll just fucking just fucking like rip your balls off by accident. You're just gonna go full on spider monkey. Pretty much. Let's get back on track here. He has like five more questions. So that, that, that's, you know, and, you know, we owe it to Mr. X to answer these professionally. Okay. Can, can we just get through the rest of this? No promises, but I'll try my best. Okay. What are your thoughts on Evander Kane who plays for the San, San Francisco? No, the San Jose Sharks after his own estranged wife made allegations that he bet on games in which he played in and even said he tanked games in order to win some bets. Could there be truth to this, or is this just a case of where he and his wife aren't exactly getting along, and she's lashing out at him? Uh, not obviously not the best look if you're uh, betting on games, whether you're doing the whole Pete Rose shenanigans where you're just betting on them to win games, or however you are you're doing the damn thing. But I've you know I I heard I saw the initial headline I think a couple of weeks ago. I haven't followed up on it quite uh, quite yet, but I would assume. They're gonna find something if something is there to find out about, but not not a not. A, yeah, can a I just ask look. the question? If he's betting against the Sharks to win, shouldn't that be okay? Well, that's what uh one would say about Pete Rose, but because like I mean, like it's one thing to be like, oh hey, we're playing the shitty ass team. If we lose, I can you know if I bet a hundred dollars, I can win a thousand you know like sixty thousand dollars. Oh, it's a great fucking odd, you know. I'm just gonna go in there just get penalized the fuck up. But I mean, if he's betting his team to win, come on, give him the give him the 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 chance, you know. Well, I mean, you're making so much money, he probably shouldn't be betting on games and you know hurting the integrity of the sport. Um, I don't know. I just feel like 
legalize I mean, gambling within players. Let them all just bet on everything. Yeah, because my thing is, you know, so what? So if, you know, if, you know, for shits and giggles, there's just use some some names we know. If, you know, Chad, uh, Chad Pinder, no. Yeah, Chad Pinder's on the A's. But if Matt Chapman said, oh, hey, I think the A's are going to lose against, you know, the, you know, Dodgers. Okay, I'm, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to put some money down. But let's say some Dodger player, you know, let's say Clayton Kershaw is like, oh, the Dodgers are going to lose. I'm going to put some money on the A's. It's like, come on, let, let, let them do what they want to do, right? Yeah, let them do what they want to do and just completely ruin the game by gambling and tanking games and point shaving because that just that never would hurt the sport at all because that definitely didn't hurt college basketball back in the 80s, didn't hurt, you know, all these other sports that probably did it and shit like that. Man, you know, fun, bitch-ass motherfucker. I mean, Dominic, I mean, we don't exactly, and you don't have the best track record of gambling. I know neither I one of us have I'm the terrible. best track record of uh, sports gambling. But remember, I after my just atrocious NCAA March Madness thing that went downward, literally every single bet I made just did not go my way. I said I'm putting it on ice until the football season comes around. And the football season's here, Dominic. Am I going to get back into it? I'm a crippling gambling addiction. I mean, I haven't played DraftKings in like three weeks, so... If I can do it, you can do it, buddy. Definitely, definitely use betus.com. So. No, I heard uh, I heard there's dog shit. Mm, yeah, use, use Bovada. It's much better. Or if you live in a state that has legalized gambling, then use whatever website you can over there. But anyways, uh, Mr. X, what else do you have, Dominic? Is this a smart move to put Tatis in the outfield or could one wrong move put him back on the DL if this shoulder problem persists, I think we've already kind of covered that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, moving up to the outfield, I mean, in theory, I guess it's like a little bit safer, but he plays so hard. It just takes like one dive, one, you know, run into the wall to fuck up his shoulder again. If that's like all it really takes. So yeah, I, I take it. I take it. It's his catching arm, not his throwing arm, right? Yeah, I believe it's his left arm. Which would yeah, be his catching I mean, arm. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, there was a, there was a, a pause there. I was I didn't know if you were thinking or. Do you want me to fucking know. burp in the microphone? You want me to be like some I other mean, people we know? Yeah, somebody else already did. I might as well. Jeez, man, shit. See, I'm a nice guy. I mute then burp. That's Donald, it. What's, the, what's the next question? Well, that's it for the sports. It's got a couple wrestling questions here, so let's get into it. <laughs> Are we finally? seeing the push for Finn Balor we've been waiting for since his initial run for the Universal title. I don't know if I'd say, like, the push we wanted because Finn is kind of put in a no-win situation here having to kind of get punked out by Cena. And then he... I mean, he didn't, like, roll over when it comes to letting Cena have the match, but he... You know, he doesn't look the best, and then he just gets beat down by the Usos and Reigns at the end of last week's SmackDown. Haven't seen this week's yet, but um, you know, nobody comes to save him. Nothing really happens, and it's it's just more the fact of I think Finn is going to be like a stepping stool, stepping stone for for Roman, which isn't what I wanted Finn to be when he first came to the main roster. But it's kind of like what Daniel O'Brien was for the past year, just kind of just. He's going to get some good wins, get some momentum, and then it's going to get crushed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much what everyone is in WWE, except for like Lashley, Roman, and Cena. Love to fucking see it. Moving on. 
Why do you think Keith Lee waited so long to tell everyone the real reason he was kept off the TV? Were, were, were there some medical protocols that WWE had to prevent him from discussing such issue until now? Why? HIPAA. Okay. That's, that's the right along. No, but I mean, we, I think he wanted to, he didn't go like super duper into detail but I would assume he wanted to like make sure everything was like a hundred percent, you know, clear, ready to go. And then yeah, he comes back and wrestles, but then you want to give it like a week or two to kind of do some more further tests to see like nothing else out of the blue happens. And, you know, he came back and he said he had COVID uh, the Mia Yim had COVID and then he, del- he de- uh, deliver or developed some sort of like heart inflammation. And that just kind of, you know, it came in, I don't say it came and went, but it, they kind of figured it out. Nothing uh, really too, too serious, even though it could have been serious happened. So shout out. I mean, good for Keith Lee. Hopefully everything really works out for him. Shout out Alex Smith. He's at the Giants game right now and he's going to stand in ovation. So you absolutely love to see it. But, um, you know, Keith Lee comes back after all that. And then he just goes 50 50 with Karen Cross. Absolutely hate to see it. Okay. Well, there's only one question left. And I don't know if we have the amount of time to talk about this. We have but, all the time in the world, Dominic. I don't have any plans after this. What do you think about clean shaven Bray? It looks weird. It's just like uh, any person who gets traded to the Yankees, like Joey Gallo, Rudin Odor. They uh, don't exactly look the same. It looks weird. I mean, especially because he's like a bigger guy and he kind of, you know, he, he can hide some of that, uh, the facial features under, under the big old bushy beard, one of us might know about that and they just i mean we've seen him for so long one way even i mean even when he was uh down in nxt he had like a really short beard but it was still a beard and covered up maybe you know just after having you know having to commit to that for such a long time just shave it off and start from scratch someone get any ideas over there yeah are you gonna shave your beard i actually i need to shave my beard it's getting a little yeah it's getting a little long kind of in the chin area you have like 17 chins i know you gotta be careful buddy yeah, but uh, down and those fucking bitch tits. I know I didn't go to the gym this week. I'm a fat piece of shit. Yeah, you are. Yep. So when are you going to shave your bitch tits, Dominic? When I shave my, <laughs> when I'm going to shave my bitch tits? I don't know. I got to fucking, I got to develop them first. You know, this is pure muscle. Right, right, right. right. So, I, I mean, I can take a guest to, to, to my gym. So if you want to show up, we can put those muscle tits to work and you can just show me how much you bench and we can just, you know, shut my ass up. Right. Then the last time I went bench benching, you know, that's what the boys call it. Benching. Um, probably benched about like 475. Damn. And that's not yeah. even a PR. That's just for reps. Yeah. That, that, that that's just warm up. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. gives a shit. Right. Right. Anyway, if you want to be like Mr. X, send it in via the email that is curveball and cs at gmo.com as i said earlier follow us on curveballs and cs on instagram and twitter links are all in the description of the podcast click it go to our youtube tiktok instagram twitter facebook yada 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 it's all there i mean uh, then, why do we even have a youtube if we don't post on it anymore well i mean maybe on the saturday maybe we can get back to uh doing some some what you call it some live streams and then i was also possibly thinking because your boy is going to chicago maybe i can break out the uh, the vlog again or maybe we can, you know, get like, you know, we go have on a camera. We can set the camera in, the, in in your brother's room when he leaves and we can make an intellectual studio and like we can record and actually post. It'd be cool. 
eh, but you know, the iPhones are just so high quality these days. We don't really need an actual like fancy deal DSLR. Okay, then we'll we'll just you know use our phones and you know we'll record and you know post start making even more content. Yeah, got to do it for the content. Anyways, let's get on over into the wrestling news. We already talked about Keith Lee, but sticking with where Keith Lee used to be. NXT, very similar to what happened last week. We got some releases happening kind of at the last minute. Uh, the dust has kind of settled and some news has kind of come out that uh, Vince is trying to like, you know, have a complete overhaul, kind of a complete shakeup. There might be some sort of power struggle within NXT WWE between Vince and Triple H. Vince wanted to go much younger, much more bigger guys. And we're already seeing that with the breakout tournament. Dominic, um, thoughts on just kind of all the drama uh, any lasting thoughts on the releases from last week and just kind of the state of, you know, the uncertainty right now we have with NXT. I mean, I think the biggest thing that everybody says that everybody was talking about when, when triple H like came out and said, you know, this is my brainchild. This is me. I'm running it. I'm running the show. It was as long as you run the show and Vince does not get his old grubby little hands on it. It should be good, which I will give it to triple H, you know, yeah, there are some, Little things maybe I would have, you know, that I'm weren't too fond of or stuff like that. But overall, I would give him a passing grade. Now, with Vince starting to get his little grubby hands on it, it's starting to hurt. And this will hurt not only NXT, it will go in and hurt WWE. Because if you hurt NXT, people don't want to see their favorite superstar when they get promoted to the main roster. They don't want to see them on Raw or SmackDown. So, Vince, for the love of fucking God, take a step back. Go on a vacation to fucking Maui or something and just drink some coconuts fresh from the fucking tree and just chill. No need to fucking, you know, no need to destroy what is working for you. Yeah, when Triple H first talked about NXT, like back in like 2015, when they had like kind of the quote unquote first takeover uh, outside of uh, Full Sail back in uh, San Jose. He was like, oh, you know, NXT is not a developmental. It's a third brand. And that was always just kind of an impossible ask because of Vince. And Vince is in charge of everything. And, you know, whatever he says goes. But Triple H has done a fantastic job with NXT and, you know, building it up and having fantastic matches, telling great stories. Then it goes two hours, goes to USA. We can kind of see the roster thinning. AEW comes along, NXT was strictly put on USA on Wednesday to kneecap to go head-to-head with AEW, and they lost. Then they go to Tuesday, and they're still not exactly doing the best content or you know drawing the best ratings that way either. So it's just kind of all over the place. And now with AEW doing the way, you know, doing the fantastic stuff they're doing, WWE isn't getting all the, the best talent. And now Vince doesn't want he wants NXT to be a complete developmental. So you can't put out, you know, Amos and Commander Aziz and Boa and all these other kind of really big green guys out there in NXT for two hours on USA when they shouldn't be anywhere near television for like a couple years. And it just it does worry me. I mean, we got Pete Dunn, Adam Cole, rumors that they're kind of on their way out. We're going to have to wait and see. And I mean, NXT was always kind of like the safe haven for me. I always enjoyed it. I mean, I've been watching it for, for years now and it's, I'm not going to be like, Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's terrible, but it's not, it hasn't been that great. 
you know, recently, and you can definitely tell that there's been a, a downturn in the quality. And takeover in a couple of weeks should be a really good show because there hasn't been a bad takeover yet. But it, it's almost kind of feeling like NXT is, you know, maybe not coming like to an end, but it's like an end of an era. I guess it's an end of an era, but you know, well, you know, I guess I'll be the devil's advocate here. Vince did create, you know, WWE and what it is today. So I will give that to him. So maybe sometimes you got to let the old man shine and maybe he will turn it into something better. You never know. I'm not opposed to having bigger guys on your roster. I'm in favor of having good guys on your roster. And I would have thought Keith Lee, Dominic Dijak, Bronson Reed, you know, Bronson Reed's kind of bigger, but you know, th- those three guys would have been his type, especially Dijak. I mean, Dijak is like the prototypical guy for Vince McMahon. And yet he's out there being part of retribution with fucking faint, you know, his face painted. Like you actually had like the guy who checks all the boxes for everyone. And yet you have him doing what he's doing right now, which just, it makes no sense to me. Well, Brandon, you don't make millions of dollars, so you don't have a choice or an opinion. Well, down under digital, it's in the pro- early stages right now, Don. Right, let's but move it's going to go to the moon. I thought you had plans today, Dominic. That's why we had to rush it. Oh, they canceled now. Oh, dang. You know, I never cancel. I never cancel, Dominic. Uh, speaking yeah. of NXT, you know, maybe an end of an era, we get the Dakota Kai taking on Saray. It was supposed to be Saray taking on uh, Ember Moon, but apparently something happened with Moon to where she uh, wasn't mentally cleared. She's having some issues. Don't know. Hopefully everything works out with her, but uh, Dakota Kai gets the win. Teased a distraction finish with Raquel Gonzalez kind of running at the last minute, but no. Uh-uh. Dakota Kai actually does get the win. I think it was much needed for her, kind of build up her credibility, and uh, Gonzalez kind of yaps away after the fact. Solid match. Really good match, actually, to uh, start the show. You know, I'm I'm okay with them, you know, flaunting a distraction finish, but when it's not actually a distraction finish, it's not that bad. So I decent match. Um I think it helps to Kai and it doesn't really hurt Sarai all that much, so it's okay. And throughout the show, they had uh, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell vignettes. They uh, went on, on their first date. Uh, if you don't if you don't like the stuff they've been doing recently with the way you definitely didn't like this. And I've been kind of a not an advocate, but kind of defender of them. But even this for me was kind of too much. Uh, shout out to uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. They're having a child. So unfortunately, Candice will be on the shelf for a, uh, a uh, year. They just release her. She's trash anyways. I know. Dominic just hates Candice. But, you know, she's a nice lady. I met her. She's wonderful. She got Joey canceled. Fuck her. Moving on, Hit Row was in a U-Haul with a uh, fire burning and an oil drum. I don't think that was very safe, but uh, they cut a promo talking about Legado del Fantasma. They threw a luchador mask in the fire. So uh, just continuing this feud, I would assume we're building to a six-man tag at uh, at TakeOver, maybe even just a singles match. Eh, well, what's going to happen when Vince wants to call up only one of them and they, he's going to fire the other two? He, he'll he'll uh, bring up Dame Dalla. Not Dame Dalla, but da- Top Dalla. Top dollar. Top dollar. Holla Top golf. When are we going to Top Golf, Dominic? Tomorrow? Oh, well, there is. Well, actually, is there one in Sacramento? I don't think there is, but I think uh, there is. 
I don't know. Uh, then we get uh, Ileana Dragunov and Pete Dune. They uh, do a promo back and forth for two guys who uh, aren't really known for their promo work. I thought this was quite well done. Um, AKA Dominic didn't see this. So then moving on, we get LA. Knight, I, what are you uh, talking about? I did. Okay. Then why are you just hemming and hawing? Because I was thinking, you know, they did wrestle in the UK. I was like, and Dunn got the victory. Huh. So what's the big deal here? Oh, yeah. He's going to beat Walter for the title. LA Knight has a uh, squash match. Then uh, Ted DiBiase comes out and he like cuts a promo and saying that Bron- uh, not Bronson Arita, Camergrams is going to have a match with LA Knight for the million dollar title. And if Camergrams loses, then uh, DiBiase will be Knight's butler. And the, the promo is just kind of scattered all over the place. I don't know if DiBiase kind of forgot his lines because there was kind of like a really long, awkward pause. And also, it wasn't exactly like the story they've been telling. Like he was maybe he, he was kind of making Cameron Grimes seem like he's Baron Corbin. But yet, you know, Cameron Grimes has been smiling and kind of making L.A. Knight's life a living hell. And he's kind of L.A. Knight's the one that kind of wants to get this thing over with. So it was just kind of I thought this was a mess. Well, I mean, it just comes down to it. It's like, you know. I, I don't know how to feel, man. I'm I want I want Cameron Grimes to win, but I kind of do want LA Knight to win just because, you know, it'll be fun to see the million dollar man actually like have to be a bitch and not buy his way out of something. Then we get a another squash with Gigi Dolan. Uh she gets the win here. And this was just kind of very stereotypical of what WWE or NXT's been doing thus far. You know, you bring uh, good talent in, you have them lose like their opening match, and then you run a video package, and we're just supposed to forget everything happened before that. So Gigi gets the win. Then uh, Mandy puts out a tweet congratulating her, so they're maybe setting them up to be uh, a tag team, I guess. Maybe like an odd couple tag team, but they already have that with the champions, which I kind of forgot they're the champions. I mean... Dominic, who are the women's tag team champions? It is... Technically, Natalia and Tanima, right? NXT. Oh, um, don't tell me. Don't fucking tell me. It is the Iconics. No, uh, I just want to say them because I miss them. Um, they were at a little John concert today. Shout out to them. Putting up fire TikToks. It is fuck. They had a uh, cultural, maybe not culturally insensitive vignettes last week at a at a sushi bar i don't know uh, we were looking for zoe don't call me tony tony tori stark zoe what's her name again zoe stark and io shirai oh, yeah, I wouldn't have gone that. yeah i kind of forget about that last week myself uh, uh then we get uh, cole and kyle they uh, do a promo they have a not a contract signing but uh they're gonna have a three stages of hell slash two out of three falls match at takeover Yada, 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 big brawl at the end, traditional match, street fight, then cage. So I think the exact same thing that happened with, uh, was it Gargant, not Gargano, uh, Cole and Ciampa, right? Isn't that the same stipulations they had last time? Pretty much, I think. Uh, you know, kind of paint by numbers, I guess we can, we're going to preview the takeover next week, but anything from the actual seven segment itself. I mean... I, I'm I'm kind of over it, this whole storyline. I understand it's like something hot going on right now, but to be honest, it's like 
Adam Cole needs to get he needs to go to Raw SmackDown or go to somewhere else. Same with Kyle O'Reilly. Go up to the main roster and start kicking some ass and start winning some major titles that you know you built you wanted you wanted as a child to, to hold Intercontinental WWE tag team United States win those titles. But it's like NXT, it's like I hope this is the last thing we see of them in NXT until and then they get drafted or something because I'm done with it. Then we get the breakout tournament. Odyssey Jones defeats Trey Baxter in a couple minutes. Not the best match. I mean, Jones has like a really fun over the top personality, but he's not really ready thus far to have like NXT level matches. So it's kind of weird. Then we get Boa taking on Drake Maverick. He defeats Drake Maverick. Obviously Uh, haven't seen Zia Lee anywhere after she lost, but uh, now I guess it's Boa's turn to get a push. Boa? Yeah. Boa Constrictor? No. Boa, Boa, Boa. I don't know who the fuck Boa is. Then in the main event, we get Elena Dragunov. Yeah, I keep keep fucking his name up, but uh, we get Mr. Dragunov taking on Mr. Dune, and we, uh, once again, like in the beginning of the show, we teased a distraction finish, but it didn't happen as Valter comes out, distracts Mr. Dragunov, but Mr. Dragunov actually gets the win at the end of the day. Pins Pete Dunn, boom, and uh, you know setting up the NXT UK title on NXT. Little weird, but it's kind of something you need to do because no one really probably knows what's going on over there. Uh, really good match between these two guys at the end. And uh, as much as I don't really watch NXT UK, I know these two guys, and I'm very much looking forward to the match next Sunday. I actually, I, I, I. Think I believe I saw the Pete Dunn and Dragonoff match in NXT UK, and I was like, "Oh, this guy Pete Dunn's gonna destroy him," and he actually held his own. So I'm actually excited to see what him and Walter can do this uh, next Sunday. Then we get uh, AW at Dino Mind Rampage did happen. I had, did not see the main event, but uh, we can kind of splice in some things here and there. Uh, we get the Elite defeating Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers. Uh, Dante getting a lot of offense in over uh, the Elite, but at the end of the day, the Elite just absolutely murder him with the, all the finishers in the world, and the Elite get the win. A really fun opener, uh, really shining a light on Dante. He's not there yet, obviously, but uh, he was over like Rover when he was making his fiery comeback. I mean, I could have told you the Elite were going to win because all they do is let they only let themselves win. It's fine. Until it comes to Rampage, when uh, Kenny Omega loses to Christian Cage, and now Christian is the new Impact TNA World Champion. A uh, really good match. Garbage. I, I, I mean, yeah, I thought the match was fine, but I was kind of hoping that Christian was going to lose, and maybe they write him out for All Out. He comes out on Dynamite. He gets the CM Punk treatment. People obviously, it's weird because both Dynamite and Rampage were in Pittsburgh. And the crowd was kind of like anti-Christian in this segment on Dynamite. But then when it came to the Rampage match, they were on fire and like all for it. And I don't think like there's, you know, a difference in crowds. I'm pretty sure a lot of the people went to both shows. Do you think that's just them getting lost in the moment? Or is, you know, once the buzz comes down, especially like in Chicago, what do you, what do you, I mean, I think this match has to happen now between Christian and Kenny and all out. And I'm a little disappointed, but. And you're going to have. Christian pin Kenny Omega. Yeah, I, I no, I still don't see that's the that's not the plan. I mean, Christian CM is, Punk comes out, distracts Kenny Omega, and Christian rolls him up one, two, three. Yeah, I, 
you were teasing the hangman stuff so much and people wanted it. He's going off to uh, his wife, significant other partner is having a child. So uh, shout out to hangman on that one. But I, yeah, I I'm fine with him telling the story of Kenny, like losing all of his titles and maybe going batshit crazy and changing up a little bit. And when Kenny and hangman were doing the thing, Kenny was super serious and it was really good stuff. And now he's doing the thing with Christian and he's kind of back to old goofy Kenny. You know, it, I was kind of hoping that they weren't going to do it at all out, but they're doing it. So they have to like have a really good show before then. Cause I would assume that's the main event. And I don't think people are going to really be too thrilled to, would you, would you rather have CM, oh, no, CM Punk, Christian cage, Kenny Omega for the title. And you don't know what the outcome is, or would you rather have like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan versus Kenny as like a mystery opponent? in a non-title. I think if you're going to have them in a match, it has to be for the title if it's against Kenny, but, and I'm also, and I also don't want to just like throw that match just out there, but I think it's just something about Christian. Like he's been in WWE for so long, being like that mid card guy. And even when he wasn't, even when he was a champion, he wasn't the champion. And now you're going to have, I would say their biggest show of the year, having Christian taken on Kenny, which I, I don't like the match. I obviously wanted Hangman and Kenny to be the championship, even though I you can have the you can talk me out or say that Hangman shouldn't have won, shouldn't win that match. But I think they really have to deliver with. I think they're just assuming. Well, CM CM Punk's going to be at all out. I assume he's going to wrestle Darby at all out. I think that's kind of AEW's thinking. Is like, look, we we're giving them Punk. We don't need to like blow our load here in the show. We're giving them CM Punk. What more can they ask for? But then I'm. Wondering if maybe they take over the show at the end, but you know, based on what they did on Rampage, you know, Kenny and Christian can uh, can get a good match. I don't know if they they probably shouldn't go a half hour to forty minutes, but you know, a nice little twenty minutes sum could uh, be fun. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I when he first went to Impact, then TNA, they made him champion, and he hey, he did a pretty decent job. Come came back to WWE. Made him ECW champion. Made him a world heavyweight champion. Only because Edge retired and they felt sorry for him, though. But so he does have, I would say, semi-success as being a top champion. That's why I think they gave him the impact. I'm pretty sure he's going to lose. The, the ECW world heavyweight championship is not the top championship. In ECW, it is. In ECW and whatever that was, 2009, 2010. Yeah, exactly. Not the top championship in WWE. Bro, and that brand it was. God, fucking, just stop being such a fucking Mark. Jeez. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> just saying, he does have experience holding the title and producing matches. So, yeah, he won the Impact title. He's not going to win the AEW title at All Out. That being said, that's probably well you'll get a debut of a certain Wesselor initials DB. And gonna kick some ass. Then we get a couple of vignettes on the show. We get uh, Malachi Black kind of responding, talking about what happened last week with Cody. We get Miro talk about how he's God's favorite wrestler, building up his match against Fuego Del Sol on Rampage. Uh, Miro, you know, they, they tease him losing, but obviously he gets put over really strong here. Uh, any thoughts from these two vignettes? Kind of just, you know, run of the mill stuff. No, not, nothing really. Like you said, it's run in the mill, basic born. Who gives a shit? 
I give a shit. Uh, then Darby Allen takes on Daniel Garcia, gets the win. Darby does, and uh, 2.0 kind of get involved. Darby and Sting beat them up, and Darby and Sting are going to wrestle on Dynamite. They're going to have uh, Darby and Sting take on 2.0, aka Everrise. Uh, so this should be fun. You know, Sting wrestling on, uh, on Dynamite for the first time ever. Uh, it should be uh, very interesting. And once again, on Rampage, very much leaning into Darby talking about the best of the world. Dropped in some sprinkles here during this match. So is it all but confirmed? It. I, I mean, I guess we should probably talk about it because we're not going to do the show okay. before the show. Yeah, that's How do they introduce CM Punk next week? He drops on the rafters, his harness fall, rips, and he falls to the mat. And breaks his neck? No, he just lands on his feet. Okay. That's only a joke for one other person that definitely listens to the podcast. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I feel like it's... It's, it's, only, an hour, it's only an hour show. So okay. do you save it for the beginning or, or do you save it for the end or do you do it at the beginning? I say do it at the end because I think just having that moment and it's going off the air would be fantastic. I do agree with that, but also if not, then they're going to take over the show wanting it. And then every match Which is builds everything. the anticipation. It's also fucking annoying, though, here in CM Punk chance every fucking match. Gotta love the edging. It's not going to be CM Punk. It's going to be Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and everyone's going to be like, we're not mad, but it's not CM Punk. I mean, technically, Brian Danielson did use best in the world for a little bit, so but we all know the best in the world is Shane McMahon. So Shane McMahon coming out next week, taking on Darby Allen. Can't wait to see that match. Uh, no shits and giggles, but I think having Shane McMahon versus Darby Allen would be kind of a, a fun match to see, just to see what Shane McMahon they would do. Yeah. You said Shane McMahon? Yeah, I did say Shane McMahon. I regret nothing. Shane McMahon versus Darby Allen. Book it. I want to see what they can do. All right. I think I'm just going to get off because you're talking nonsense now. Uh, then we get, uh, they confirm or i guess challenge each other pack and andrade for all out this match should be absolutely insane um yeah i mean that's pretty much it just two wrestlers gonna go there and have a wrestle i like wrestle yeah uh two women wrestlers uh we get the one women's wrestling match on the show uh chris statlander defeats uh nyla rose you know statlander they're kind of building her up she's been undefeated i enjoy that they just had her beat Nyla Rose clean, no shenanigans, boom. And I would assume Statline is going to face Miss Baker at All Out. But then, you know, they're both kind of fan favorites. So, you know, see, see but, what happens. But Statliner to me is the face, Baker's the heel. But she's the badass. She's the, st- she's the female. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it. She's just a badass girl in AEW. Yeah, she's on, she's on fire. I'm, I still don't. I'm, I don't know if Not Becky fire. Lynch fire, but she's on fire. That girl is on fire. No, no. Then uh, speaking of Britt Baker, she cuts a promo uh, in Britsburg in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So uh, over like Rover, uh, we get Red Velvet comes out. Yada, yada, yada. Britt Baker does retain the title on Rampage. So uh, good, you know, just straightforward stuff all the way around. Haven't seen the match yet, but I would assume it's uh, above average. Probably so, so par. Probably, you know, boosted by the crowd reception. Yeah. Uh, then we get uh, the Good Brothers defending their Impact or TNA tag titles against Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Uh, we get Scott D. Moore on the uh, on the commentary, which is kind of weird. 
but uh, the good brothers get the dub ski after some, uh, some shenanigans, you know, decent match kind of just say, Hey, look, you know, impact still a thing. We're having our champions defended here and also doing the thing with uh, Christian and Kenny. So, you know, solid match, nothing really to uh, write home about. Wish they would have lost, but you know, whatever, no big deal. Then finally, Tony Schiavone tries to get his uh, apology from QT Marshall and then QT like beats up or force or almost beats up Tony Schiavone's kid. But then old Paul White runs in or waddles or walks down to uh, make the save, gives him the death stare, choke slams Aaron Solo. So are we getting Paul White's return at all out against QT Marshall? Uh, it looks like it. And you know what that means? He's going to be the face, then turn heel and then be a face by the end of the night. Possibly. And I, I mean, as long as they just kind of get in out in like five minutes, I don't have an issue with it, but I do have an issue with them doing this like kind of heavy angle with QT Marshall. Like you're forcing Tony to like, you know, watch his son, quote unquote, almost, you know, get his ass beat and die and shit like that. And, you know, we're not talking about it five minutes later after it occurs. So I I felt like that's just one of those things to where, you know, QT or Cody, whoever it is like, oh, this would be a good idea to get some heat on QT brother. And it's just not worth it for where he is on the card. You could have saved that for something else. So I'm talking, I'm talking to the studio audience. What was that? They shouldn't have done this type of heavy angle with. No, nah, no one gives a shit. Let's get move on. Okay. In the main event, we get Chris Jericho taking on Wardlow in the fourth labor of Jericho. Wardlow just putting the boots to Jericho throughout the entirety of the match. Then has some shenanigans on the outside. MJF gets told to fuck off by Aubrey Edwards. Jericho hits Wardlow with the bat. Juice effect. Bada boom. He gets the dub. And Ward or MJF gonna face Jericho next week. Can't use the Judas effect, no Judas music. So maybe we just kind of jumped the gun on this one, thinking this is gonna take place at all out, t- thinking that it was gonna be five people and then MJF. But um, you know, thoughts on the match, and then what do you expect in next week? And if it's the right move to do it then and yada yada yada. Well, I will say Wardlow did surprisingly very well, in my opinion. Um, kind of prove that he's not just big dumb goofball he actually can you know he he is a dominant big man now going towards next week when it comes he said he has to come out the silence but my thing is he said no judas music and then he said silence so my thing is like are they gonna go to like a wcw jericho you know uh what what, what, what was his japanese name uh lionheart yeah are they gonna come out to his lionheart is he gonna come out like that like you know like I just think it's going to be some like, you know, fun throwback of Jericho, something like that. And yeah, he, he, you know, it's going to, he's going to go to hit Judas. And he's not going to do it. Cause he's like, oh, I can't. So he's going to hit like the code breaker or whatever they called it in, in these other places. And, um, you know, you know, they're the walls of Jericho line tamer, all that kind of shit. So, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I wonder what they're, they're going to do with this. Cause and we're a couple of weeks out from all out Jericho and MJF. I would assume we're going to do something on the pay-per-view, whether it be together or on the show in general. So I would assume we're going to get some sort of shenanigans, maybe like, I mean, I still think MJF should win the feud in total, but it's intriguing to see exactly what they're going to do. I don't know if they're expecting the crowd to sing Judas or Jericho. I, I, I don't think it's a good idea, but you know, good for them i guess no sammy guevara is going to come out and lead it and everyone's going to join join in 
All right. Uh, thank you all very much. That'll do it for us for today. Dominic, any lasting thoughts, lingering thoughts and opinions, things and things and things and things. Cancel trapdoor to hell. They're a bunch of bitches. All right. On that note, thank you all for tuning in. If you want to be like Mr. X and friends, text us. You could text us if you have our number. You know, if you're, you know, for friends like that, you just can. hit me up. I'll give you Brandon's number. Exactly. So uh, curveball and CS at gmo.com curveballs and CS on Twitter and Instagram link tree in the description for everything and everything in between uh, until next time. Maybe we do a live stream on Saturday. I don't know. You know, don't know what time I'm coming home after the emotional move out of, of Josh stingers up everybody. Goodbye. Oh, and good night. Uh, uh, bye-bye. <laughs>